Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth, but joining me so far this evening, the one and only Earl Nieto. Jacob Terrell is running a little bit late. He will be joining us here shortly, we believe. Um, guys, it is Tuesday night. Thank you guys so much for being here across our socials, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We do appreciate the support you guys show to us each and every week. And of course, as always, be sure to like, subscribe, all that fun stuff so that you get notifications when we do go live. Um, Earl, I do have one burning question for you this week before we get into our show are you gonna try out for the new mexico runners hang on what would you just say sorry my internet is lagging <laughs> out a little bit today uh i said i did have one burning question for you are you going to try out for the new mexico runners well if andres lets me then yes i might <laughs> Well, in case you missed it, a Grover on social media, Facebook and Twitter, the New Mexico Runners did announce their open tryouts. It will be October 8th and 9th out at the Santa Ana Star Center, uh, rear entry events or whatever, the, whatever it's called now. Uh, $40 per person. The, you are expected to be there both days, bringing athletic shoes uh, and a willingness to put your body on the line. Uh, I actually considered this. I can, I saw that. I considered it. Um, you know, obviously you guys know I have been, uh, on this process of getting back in shape, getting myself back into, uh, you know, better physical and mental health. And so I saw that I actually consider this, I'm not, I haven't made up my mind yet. I thought I might do it. Um, I, I know I can make it out there to, on the eighth, uh, whether or not I can make it on the ninth, I don't know due to other commitments, but, it's all my list of considerations. Uh, I mean, Earl, Actually, if you were. Oh, so I, so I, I ha- I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask your question first. I was going to say, if you were to go and do this, what position would you want to try out for? And do you think you could convince Coach Steve to sign you to the runners? Well, you see, we have a pretty good relationship with Coach Steve. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a fan of the show. He's been on a couple times. Um, I, I, kind of have an inside source with the owner um so that's two things going good for me right now the position i would probably go for would probably be somewhere in the midfield i'm not sure where wherever they want to put me really um but i have an answer if i'm gonna try out or not okay so it was in my mind i was like hmm i wonder if i should do this yeah, i can do this i'm sure and then i looked to my right hand side uh, for those of you watching, probably your left hand, whichever one, whichever way you're watching right now. And I realize, no, I'm not going to try out. Okay. What, what convinced much, you? As much as I love the runners, um, I unfortunately love Toffee Crunch Oreos better. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I, I think I'd go with the peanut butter cream ones, but you know, no, I actually haven't even tried these ones yet. So you haven't tried them yet? Okay. No, I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, or- Oreos are are the downfall of civilization, as far as we know. It, it, my understanding is that's what brought down the uh, ancient Rome. So yes, that's actually what toppled the Saddam Hussein statue as well. Was Oreos. oh, all right, there you go. Yeah, just get enough Oreos and they'll take care of business, huh? Yeah, you want to know killed Bin Laden? <laughs> What's that? The birthday cake Oreos. <laughs> uh, that is certainly one way of looking at it. Um, so, yeah, the Mexican runners, they are getting ready to kick off their season uh, here in just a few months. They're already announcing sponsors for the season. They are they have announced open tryouts again, October 8th and 9th. Uh, 40 bucks gets you an opportunity to go try out for New Mexico's premier MASL2 squad. Uh, so get out there. If you are interested, uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of local folks, uh, particularly from the high schools in and around the Albuquerque area trying out. So uh, go out and do that. Um, hockey season is apparently starting. Uh, I guess preseason started this week for a lot of clubs. I was actually watching the St. Louis Blues or, uh, as they dismantled the Chicago Blackhawks in the third period here just a few minutes ago. Um, so that was that's interesting. I mean, I think that's something we might be talking a little bit more about. Uh, Earl, how's your fantasy team after week three? I've officially given up on it. 
you've officially given up on fantasy of three weeks in. Yeah. I realize because I'm you have busy. Cooper Rush as your starter. No, I'm just, I'm just too, I'm just too. I mean, if I did have Cooper Rush, I might be good. <laughs> I mean, he's now two and zero. Um, no, I had Zeke yesterday. He didn't do much at all. He did 15 carries for 75 yards. He got me a whole seven and a half points. I was like, I felt like Pollard had a better day. Oh yeah, Pollard definitely had a better day. Um. No, I'm not too invested in my fantasy league this year as was as I was last year. Um, okay. I might pick it up, maybe get a little more invested sometime soon. But the way it's been at work and the way it's just been all over, it's just like, yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. Fair enough. I mean, you know, I, I am three and zero in my league. I'm the only undefeated team in my league. Uh, so my season started out pretty well so far. I made a couple key waiver pickups so far. And uh, yeah, my season's looking pretty good right now. That my, and my my the, auto draft. Yeah, another <laughs> reason why I'm not too invested in my fantasy league this year is because I am more invested in trying. Earl was not kidding about his internet, so either that was Earl's internet or he kicked himself out. I don't know what happened there. Um, so yeah, I mean, until Earl gets back in, uh, we'll just vamp here for just a minute. Uh, do appreciate you guys being with us. There he is. Earl, was that your internet or you? So someone, something has someone, something against me. That's for sure today. Okay. Um, anyways, like I was saying, I am not too invested in my fantasy league because I am more invested in trying to find seven more followers to become affiliated on Twitch and officially monetized. Wow, what what's the account? What account are you streaming under? Mine. What's the what's the name? Put your, put the Nieto, name in chat. Nieto Earl One. Very original Earl. <laughs> Nieto Earl One. All right. Hold on. While we're doing this, I'm gonna I'm gonna go, go throw you a follow. How about that? Yeah, might as well. That makes it six. <laughs> Yeah, I because I, I for whatever reason I don't know why I thought that you might actually be uh, like streaming under Somos Moss or something. Uh, well, since you asked for my, the YouTube. so my title is Somos Moss. Okay, so Somos Moss Gaming. Uh, it's like just a while ago I didn't stream today, but um, yesterday and the day before the Somos Moss Gaming FIFA twenty three or Madden twenty three or whatever it was. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, Somos Moss and M Gaming Madden. There you go. All right, Earl, you got to follow from from my. Yeah, so my we're account. still getting slugs, that's for sure. There you um, go. But yeah, so that's kind of what I've been focusing on. Is trying to get trying to get monetized over there, um, Robert. I appreciate you. Um, I didn't get a chance to say it last week, but I apologize for not making it the past Friday. Um, I had some family commitments pop up that I was just could not get away from i want to be in santa fe to like four in the morning yeah robert um, appreciate you being here um congratulations to san antonio for clinching top spot in the west so congrats to you guys on that um earl i did have one other question i want to ask you before we get into the meat and potatoes and this is a bit of a, a local news story here a, lo- a local announcement um apparently there is a new set of uh soccer fields opening up uh, over near the over near the base, Kramer Fields, as it's officially called, is being opened up. Uh, clubs and teams and leagues from around the metro area can go and register to use it and sign up. I'm not sure what the the cost is to the clubs, but um, what what is what was your take on this announcement? Uh, obviously, Steve Kramer, a, a local soccer guy, a guy who's played in the USL in the past. Um, you know. How big of a deal is this for the metro area having a, another soccer complex? So, this is actually the first time I've heard about it. Oh, okay. Um, I heard rumblings about a so- some soccer fields coming. I didn't know it was going to be out there by the base. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there might be some more uh, fields coming soon. Then, um, but how big of it, it? How big of a deal is it? It's a huge deal. I mean, it gives kids and youth a chance to get out and go play somewhere safe um, where they're not playing downtown. They're not playing in needle infested streets that we have all over Albuquerque. 
With that being said, I hope it stays that way for this for these parks because the last thing we want in Albuquerque is another Coronado Park. Oh, yeah, that's true. Where it's overran by homeless. Homeless are just up and down the street. So hopefully it stays brand new or stays newish looking and it doesn't get infested with needles and heroin and all the other homeless nonsense that come with it. Yeah, so I just looked it up. So it's on the west side of I-25 um, in between Gibson and Sunport. So it's still in the area of the base, but yeah, it's over on the on the west side. Um, so like, yeah, between Gibson and Sunport and then um, between Broadway and 25. Isn't that where the mobile homes were? That's a good question. I don't know what used to be there. Um, I thought I that's where the, the mobile home repossession store was. It might have been. Um, it's been a while. I've never actually been like down in that particular little area. Uh, but I think you're right. I think that's what was there. I don't know. Either way, um, that is a pretty decent area. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not really homeless infested for sure. Um, it'll be nice to keep it that way for sure. And definitely get kids out to play because obviously me being on the AYSO board, shameless plug for anyone who didn't know that, uh, me being on that board, I mean, that's one of my main goals is getting kids to play. We're I was a huge advocate on running a 2020 season as well as a 2021 season. Um, yeah. Obviously with COVID happening, it was very questionable. Um, I was a huge advocate for AYSO 671 to hop back on the pitch and get kids out. AYSO 671, for anyone that's not familiar, is the East Mountains region. Uh, so out east of the Albuquerque metro area. Uh, I volunteer referee for AYSO 671. Um, I've actually been doing quite... They, they reached out to me on Twitter and said, hey, we need referees. Uh, so I said, okay, let me see what I, what I can do for you. Uh, and I actually had a conversation earlier with a parent who is overly enthusiastic uh, about some refereeing decisions. So I said, Hey, you're more than welcome to go talk to that guy right over there, Brian McMurtry, and he will get you signed up to become a referee. If you're that, if you're that enthusiastic about it. And I was like, no, no, no. I just want to watch my kid. So I get it too. I want to watch my kid, but you know what? I'm out here. This is what I'm out here doing. Cause AYSO is in desperate need of volunteers, uh, up, you know, across the board. And it's not just AYSO, it's it's everywhere. But yeah, like you, Earl, like you and I are both active in the local soccer community. Obviously, we united the runners, AYSO. Um, I'm also doing stuff for Duke City and Albuquerque Soccer. Um, so yeah, having this set of fields, I think, is going to be a, a big deal. Um, another place to play, another hopefully safe space. It looks like it's going to be lit um, so that maybe we can have some evening matches, particularly here, you know, um, once the sun starts going down a little bit earlier, but uh, it looks like it's nice. It looks like, I think it's the artificial turf uh, or the field turf anyway. Uh, so it looks nice. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a great thing. Um, and I can't wait to get out there and take in some matches. Yeah, that will be, that will be very interesting for sure. I, I look forward to it. That'd be, it'd be awesome to see something going on there. High school, uh, high school youth soccer, anything like that. Yeah. Again, I don't know what the, I don't know what the cost is. I was looking at the website here trying to figure out, Oh, here we go. Field rental booking. Oh, that's $65 an hour plus tax. Is it through CABQ? No, this is uh through Kramer fields themselves. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a privately owned facility. It's not through the city. There's no city funding for this. Uh, there was an there's an interview and I'd like to maybe I'll have to reach out and see if we can get uh, Steve Kramer on. Um, he did an interview with uh, the the news stations talking about um, it's a multi million dollar complex that he has personally like invested in. So, um, so here's my biggest takeaway from this. My biggest, I guess, qualm would would be the word for this. Mm -hmm. It's not an easily accessible area. No, it's really not. That's the only thing. I mean, if you want to get to it, you have to hop off on either Gibson or all the way to Rio Bravo. 
and then head up. Yeah. That's my only issue with it is if they want to make it something simple, something easy, I would put it somewhere in a more convenient spot, but I would be, I'm just happy to see anything come out of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking around at their, at their website here, looking at the information. So they, they do, they are running leagues down there. Uh, it looks like the fall leagues start uh, October 10th and run through December. December 11th. Uh, it is $647 plus tax for to register a team. You can have, looks like, 14 players per team. I wonder if this is... Yeah, 7 on 7. And let's see. Cost does not include ref fees, which are $12 per game per team. So if you want to be a referee, you can go out and make $24 an hour doing this. I might have to go sign up for that. <laughs> I, I just might. I mean, it, yeah. There. So according to the website, the the leagues, the the adult leagues they have currently, men's. Let's see, men's D one weekends, weekdays, women's. Okay, yeah. So all the matches are seven v seven, fifty minute games. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they have D1 through 3 and then over 40. Yeah, so there's also the youth soccer pickup nights. Winter stays pickup nights, youth. Huh. 10th through 12th grade, 8th and 9th, 6th and 7th. $5 per night per player. Interesting. Winter stays is a favorite game for coaches and players around the world in all sports and in all levels. As title suggests, if your team wins a game, they stay on and take on the next scene. Five-minute games or team or the first team to score two goals. If game is tied, newest team is deemed the winner. No referees. Uh, staff will be on site. Interesting. So, yeah. Middle school and up, the youth soccer, interesting. So it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. I definitely have to get down there and check that out. So. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely have to look at it. Yeah, I saw, I saw our friend of the show, uh, Audrey Cortina. She's playing uh, for Albuquerque Soccer uh, up there at the soccer complex on Sundays. Um, I was out there a couple weeks ago. Really, really interesting getting out there and doing that. Um, and, and as always, you know, like I said earlier, like everywhere is just dying for referees. Um, youth sports is, you know, is just like desperate for coaches, for referees, for, for parents, and to just hop up and volunteer and you know it's i get it it's tough sometimes but you know that's how the sport grows you know get your kids invested get the parents involved and uh you know just keep being part of it Um, so all right uh moving right along next announcement uh that i saw came out uh early this morning new mexico united did announce the launch of the omega mart kits um new partnership with Omega Mart uh, kits went live this morning on the website and the, and the team store. Uh, Earl, did you see these kits? What did you, what did you think about? Them? Eh, I definitely won't spend my money on it. Okay. I, I kind of felt the same way. Like I, I appreciate the, the partnership with Omega Mart. I know a lot of people were kind of looking forward, looking for that partnership or kind of hope for it, but I felt like the kits were a little underwhelming and I hate to say it because we put out some drippy kits, but yeah, I don't know. to me, these just, they're clean. Don't get me wrong. They're clean. They look clean, but I don't know. They were underwhelming for me. Yeah. I definitely, I didn't what I didn't check it out at eight o'clock. Um, I did have to wait till the afternoon to check it out. Cause that's how much of a day I had. Mm-hmm. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's cool. But that's what it was. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it didn't really tug at anything for me. It didn't really peer pressure me to go buy one. I was like, eh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there it is. Uh, head on over to the team website or the team store. Pick up a Omega Mark kit if you are so inclined. Again, I think they're clean. I, I've been a big fan of everything. I just feel like these are a little underwhelming, but it's nice to see that there is another kit. Pete had Pete did tease us a while back uh, that there was going to be a another kit coming. Uh, so 
go check that out. Um, another email that came out today, and I'm sure I don't know if I'm sure you got it. Um, the the club has announced that they are switching over from Hold My Seat to SeatGeek as the official ticket hub of New Mexico United. Uh, the subreddit did not exactly take well to this. Um, now, I know that I've had issues with Ticketmaster in the past. I, I haven't had to deal with Hold My, hold my Ticket, um, which the club has been using since the inaugural season because it is a local business um do you have any thoughts on this Earl? i mean do you think this is a negative for the club uh the sentiment over on the subreddit was that this is a much more corporate feel and that people should expect to see ticket prices increasing because of this um you know i just what are your general thoughts on, on this switch does it even matter to some people it does i mean you're gonna buy a ticket regardless whether you buy it at the box office, whether you buy it on Hold My Ticket, whether you buy it on freaking SeatGeek, or whether you buy it from the fucking scalper on the other side of the street. Regardless, you're going to buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. Does it matter if you're paying an extra $0.42 cents for a processing fee? Like, honest to God, what are you going to do with $0.42 cents jangling in your pocket? Yeah, I don't know. I Here's, here's my thing. And if anyone from the club is listening, I apologize. But this isn't aimed towards you. People are going to bitch about just about anything. They bitched because we didn't have a home game in 2020. They bitched because we barely made the playoffs in 2019. They bitched because of the sun rising on the east in 2021. And now they're bitching about a ticket merchant being switched to something different because it's not a local entity now. It feels corporate. Who the fuck cares? Grow the fuck up, watch soccer, enjoy it, and call it good. Yeah, I I completely understand where you're coming from. And I know that people I know that people's experiences with the, the merchants like ticket holder, hold my seat, uh, you know, seat geek, stub hub. I, I know it varies from person to person. I know that seat geek and Others allow you to resell your tickets. Now, apparently with SeatGeek, the club will get reports on this, the tickets that are resold, which, fine, I don't have a problem with that, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's – I know the club has always preached on local partnerships and local sponsorships and things like that, but if it makes better sense for the club, then by all means. like Exactly. So, yeah, the club since day one has preached and prophesied about being all local. Everything mm-hmm. local, everything from from top to bottom local. I mean, the owner of the club is local. Everyone in the office, in the front office, is local. Um, cool. But what if hold my ticket, maybe it was going to charge more than SeatGeek? So maybe it wasn't financially responsible because obviously they're a business. They still have to run. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't financially responsible to stay with hold my ticket because of the increase in fees. Right. Maybe they need to track those numbers on how many tickets are being sold and how many tickets aren't being used. And SeatGeek was the best way to do it. Bottom line, like I've said before, who cares? You're not even going to notice the difference. By the time you buy the ticket, you're going to look at your receipt and be like, oh, shit, that came from SeatGeek and not hold my ticket. I don't want to fucking go anymore. Then don't go. Right. If if hold my ticket versus SeatGeek is what stops you from going to a local soccer match, a home soccer match, whatever you want to call it, for New Mexico United, if the ticket merchant is what chaps your hide and ruffles your panties, you got to reevaluate your, your priorities, bud. <laughs> I have to agree. I, I really do. I've got to agree with that. Like if that's, if that's serious, that's going to stop you from buying a ticket. Like I, I just don't get it. Like, and again, we don't, we don't know the, the details of the, of the deal. We don't know if it's a, I mean, I'm assuming I'm going to make the assumption and we can ask the club this, you know, Fine. Did it make better business sense for the club to go to switch to SeatGeek 
and use them instead of hold my ticket. See, and here's the thing. We can ask. Yeah. But I can care less. Yeah, I mean, you and me don't care. You know, I mean, I, I, I love this club. And if I, even if we didn't get our, our press passes, I would be there at as many possible games as I could, right. as I could be at. I went to, of the 19 home matches in 2021, in 2019, mm-hmm. year one. I wasn't even a soccer fan then. Of the 19 matches we had at home, I went to 16 of them. So I can care less which ticket merchant they have. Shit, they can have some fucking scalper across the street at University Park handing me tickets. Now I'm still going to take them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, ultimately, what it comes down to for us as consumers, as supporters, is maybe a, a couple bucks. If that. Based on, based on fees or, or whatever. Yeah, like you said, if that, you know, so... Yeah, I, I don't think it's worth getting this for people to be this upset over it. Um, you know, but by, by all accounts from and the experiences that I've had, SeatGeek is a great service. It works well. I haven't had any issues with it. I mean, I I use that one over Ticketmaster any freaking day of the week because Ticketmaster is just an absolute joke of what it used to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I just. It doesn't make sense to be upset about them changing the merchant. I just, yeah. Uh, some people are just going to be upset about different things. Um, you know, uh, you can't, what's the, what's the, what's the saying? You can't please all the people all the time, but you can, you can please some of the people some of the time, something yeah, along those can. lines. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's all there is that just, uh, accept the news, move on. And, uh, yeah, deal with it. Um, next up, Earl, I did want to ask you, um, one more, this one is sort of soccer related. Um, did you happen to watch the, t- the TikTok I sent you earlier? Uh, that had the biggest date of the next two years on it. Yes. Yeah, September 6th, September 6th, 2024. Yeah, I watched it. Okay. You're obviously not as excited as I am. <laughs> I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I love okay. I love Deadpool. I love all that. Um, but why would you announce something two years in advance? Well, you figure, you know, with the with the with the other uh, obligations that Ryan Reynolds and uh, Hugh Jackman have. You have to figure they have to announce it this far out. That way they have the next year to shoot and do reshoots, um, you know, put the story together. And I'm sure that date's already been penciled in by Marvel at some point. Yeah. You know, Marvel's already penciled in. Cause if you look at their announcement from D 23, they've basically got the next like five years planned out. Mm-hmm. So they probably have had that date on the calendar for a long time, ready to go. And, and, uh, you know, I saw that video, it just, it popped up. It was the first thing that popped up on my TikTok this afternoon. I was like, you know, cause he, Ryan's sitting there, you can see him, you know, doing the aviation gin and the Wrexham hat. And, you know, I, I was really, I didn't look at the comments. I knew if I looked at the comments, like something would get spoiled. I knew it would. So I didn't look. And, uh, Sure enough, I I almost for half a second thought that they were going to announce that Deadpool three had been canceled, that they weren't going to do it. Yeah, I wasn't even sure what to expect off of it. Yeah. And then once like Hugh Jackman, I was like, okay, I I'm okay with that. I really am. <laughs> I I mean, I'm definitely going to go watch it. That's for sure. Yeah. I was just like, why would you announce it two years in advance? But yeah, no, I mean that's that's the only thing. But yes, yeah, you know. I mean, Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine for one more flick, like. Plus, plus you got to think too. Like he's been doing Broadway now for the past like two years, mm-hmm. so he's gonna have to get back in shape. So I mean, that's not gonna be like an overnight thing. You got to think, you know, six months to a year of him working out to get back into Logan. You know, it's Hugh Jackman. Are you are you honestly thinking he's that out of shape? Oh no, no, I'm not saying he's out of shape. I'm just saying to get back into Logan. I don't think it'll take much. I mean, maybe probably like six months or something, you know, I don't even, I don't even think that, 
<laughs> I mean, if you've ever if you've watched the videos of Chris Hemsworth when he's doing his Thor workouts, he's talking about how what he has to do for Thor. He's basically eating like four thousand calories a day and working out like six different like six hours a day. Like it's just insane. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm excited. I've already put it in on my um PTO calendar at work. I've blocked it off on all my calendars. <laughs> I uh, say so September 6, 2024. I am at the movies. I don't care what you say. Like, I, I don't care what's going on that day. I'm going to be at the movies for, for Deadpool 3. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm also excited about the fact that we have a match on Friday night. Uh, it's been two weeks. The Mexico United will be back in action against Las Vegas Lights, who are currently up to 3 0. I'm sorry. They just scored again. They are up 3-0 on Monterey Bay. Las Vegas is keeping their playoff hopes alive. Like they were a loss tonight and a a potential loss on Friday, and they would have been completely eliminated from playoff contention. But yeah, they're 3-0 on one of the hottest teams in the USL Championship right now. And so I'm looking at this, and I was pretty confident coming in this week with, because Las Vegas had not been looking good. They're not, they hadn't been in good form of late. We actually looked better against San Antonio. So I was kind of looking forward to this match thinking, okay, we're going to come in. We're going to put up a result, even though it's on the road and we're going to have the opportunity to potentially seal out one more person, one more club from the playoffs. But now I'm not so sure. I mean, Earl, looking at Friday, I mean, what on the road, four matches left. I mean, is Las Vegas a club at this point that is still scary despite not having Danny Trejo, uh, despite not having the season that we thought they were going to early on? Uh, First off, I'll let you. I'll let you bide your time on that question and and, and just sweat out the sweat out the answer I'm about to give you. Okay. Um, Robert, where is Jacob? Well, you see, speaking of six hour workouts, Jacob was actually four hours into that six hour workout. Um, so he might be two hours late. Good thing this show only runs an hour and a half. Anyways, back to our regularly scheduled program over here. Um, do I think Las Vegas is deadly or dangerous? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one thing that I hate is Las Vegas at home. Because Cashman Field is a weird place to play. Just a weird place to play. The best teams have went in there and lost. I mean, Phoenix, when they were good at the beginning of the season, went in there and lost. And so, yeah, I I don't know what to expect out of this game, um, out of this match on Friday, just because it is at Cashman Field, um, home of the wacky, wild, inflatable men and million-dollar drops on the field and water balloon fights and spray tan mafias and I've... I don't know. Uh, Cashman Field, and not even Las Vegas. I wouldn't say Las Vegas is deadly. It's Cashman Field that's just cursed for just about every team. Yeah, Cashman Field is just... It's terrible. It really is. Not only from a... From Okay, don't get me wrong. They put on an experience at Cashman Field. They do. I just think it's just ridiculous. You know, the pool's pitch side, the oh, yeah. mattresses, the, all the nonsense that they do. Yeah. Like, I, I kept waiting for someone to fall onto a mattress or fall into the pools or, you know, like water balloon fights at, at half at halftime. Like, it's just a joke. And it's amazing that the league allows them to do that. Um, but I, I do want to correct myself one here real quick. So Danny Trejo did get signed by LAFC. However, he is apparently back on loan. Of course he is. He's playing tonight. He has a goal and assist. <laughs> of course he is. I didn't even realize that he had, that he was playing tonight. Uh, I had, 
I've had the match muted in the background. Um, so yeah, Danny Trejo is playing tonight for Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, it's just, that's one of the things that I don't like about the setup that, that there is, you know, these basically these essentially two teams can loan whoever they want up and down last minute. And yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Danny Trejo at Cashman field, Cal Jennings is playing tonight. He is doing well. And yeah, Cashman's just, it's just terrible. Like we've had some, I want to say we've had some fairly decent luck up in Cashman. We did have one, I want to say we did have one bad loss to them up there. Um, but looking at how they're playing tonight, I I honestly don't know what to expect this Friday. I mean, with any luck, we're going to have a couple guys back healthy again, but I just don't know. I don't know that we have what it takes, especially if Las Vegas is coming in with a with a pretty convincing win over Monterey Bay. So you, you said healthy. Um, that raises another question for me. Mm-hmm. Is Raddy going to be back from his international duty? Uh, I believe so. Let me double. Yeah, check. I don't know I mean, when the international stuff ended. Uh, well, the U.S. is the U.S.'s second and final inter uh, match of the of the international break was today. So, um, let me double check. I want to say. Let me double check here. Do apologize. I'm pulling this up here to see when they played. Uh, They played today. Okay, so he should be back. I would hope so. So that's my next thing is it's Tuesday. So more than likely he'll fly back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not even tomorrow, maybe even Thursday. That gives him about half a day to train with the team. How available do you think Raddy would be? Um, and even at that, even if he's not available, what do we do if, our line that's injured, our back line that's injured, is it 100%? Well, all right. So depending on travel for Raddy, I honestly don't think they'll he'll be available Friday either way. Um, but, I mean, Austin's back. Austin came back from his injury, looked pretty good in the, in the last outing. Um, Suggsy, hopefully we still don't know an exact timeline on him. Personally, I'm not expecting him back. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I mean, the back line is fairly healthy, um, outside of Suggsy. Um, the, it's the midfields, the midfield and the forward positions that I'm more concerned about. Uh, and Robert, to your point there, they're up three nil right now in Monterey Bay. So... And Monterey has been the best, one of the best teams in the Western Conference over the past month. So um, I'm not too concerned about the back line in terms of health. Um, I mean, obviously, I would ra- I would like to see Raddy in there, but with Austin being back, showing that he appears to be, you know, back to where, where he was at before the injury, you know, I, I trust Austin. Why um, did I? Why did I think Raddy played back line? Well, technically he does. But he mostly plays like the bombing. Yeah, he plays that he plays that wing back formation, that wing back position. So he'll, you know, he'll play all up and down that left side. So I mean, technically he is part of the back line, but um because of his role in in the side, you know, he'll play all up and down that line. Which we I mean we've seen Austin do it, we've seen Suggsy do it. Um you know, do the same thing. You know, Harry, you know, Harry will do it on that left side as well. So um you know, uh, I think health-wise, we're okay at the back. Um, I mean, 
if Trejo and Jennings keep playing like the way they are tonight, like I don't think it's going to matter who's back there. Yeah, I got no comment. <laughs> I mean, looking at who's still on, who is still out with injury, we Jerome's still out, Nico's out. We know we're more than likely not going to see Nico again. The, the for the regular season, Jerome was questionable um, last time out. Nava was still out. Josh was still out. Um, I mean, I think there's a chance we see Nava depending on where he's at with his recovery. I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen him already. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It is still a matter of, for me, it's still a matter of the attack, you know, going forward. Do we have enough? Um, Robert over in the chat. Yeah. Las Vegas are up and mostly down. I wouldn't be afraid. It's not like those hackers at LA, LA galaxy two. I believe Harry is wrong. Hashtag team Earl. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, Robert's not wrong. Vegas has been down for a large portion of the season, but when you have guys like Jennings and Trejo and they're on like they are tonight, like they can, they can clearly, turn a match on its head um given the way that we've played even whether the improved performance against san antonio how do you think we how do you think our midfield fares against trying to slow down trejo and jennings so that's a big thing is our midfield has to be one more than what trejo and trejo and jennings are Mm -hmm. um obviously trejo and jennings i'm not gonna take anything away from them because they are they're athletes. They're great. I mean, they're on LAFC for a reason. Um, but then again, they're also on loan to Las Vegas for a reason as well. Not going to get into that part. Um, but really, our offense ha- or our midfield has to be a double-edged sword. I mean, they have to be on a swivel all night. Yeah, when Trejo and, and Jennings are bombing at them, they have to be able to stop that. But in return, they when they do stop that, they have to be able to turn around and play through the midfield to the attacking attacking forwards that we'll have to get them in a good spot. I mean, yeah, that sounds very basic soccer, I know. But for some reason, we don't do that. For some reason, we stop them. We'll hold on to it. We'll let them press us. We'll let them get in our face. We'll let them heckle us for a little bit. We'll pass it to the side, pass it right back to who had the ball first. And then, for oh some... my. Vegas just made it four. Huh. Danny Trejo with the brace. And then, for some reason, um, we wind up passing it all the way to the keeper, our keeper who then lets the defense attack us and get in our face, and we don't counter that attack that they show or that pressure that they show. Um, So if we can avoid playing out of our back line, out of our back half for a good part of the game um, and actually play forward with the midfield and the the attackers, I think we'll be fine. But we're going to have to be able to stop Danny Trejo and Cal Jennings coming at us and like I said, turn right back around and put the pressure back on on Las Vegas's defense. Yeah, like you said, that's not something we've done particularly well this season. Is get into that transition offense, um, for lack of a better term. You know, yeah, we have shown physical play at times. We have shown an ability to slow guys down at times, but. And it hasn't translated to anything. And to Robert's point over here in the chat, fouls. Every creative attacker hates physical play. Not reckless nonsense, but bang uh, bang on professional fouls. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, the guys, Zach and the guys came into the season saying they wanted, they wanted to be more physical, wanted to be more aggressive. And we saw that early on. And honestly, now, you know, thinking about it, I don't think that, I don't think we've maintained that throughout the season. No. And I think that that's hurt us because, you know, 
we've allowed teams to get back to pushing us around. So week one, I remember me and Jacob talking over on the north, the north goal. And we were saying it was impressive because it was the 86th or 87th minute, Mm -hmm. almost the 90th minute. And we were still attacking. We were still looking for a second goal or a third goal at the time, I think it was. I think we're up 2-0 and we're still looking for a third. Um, But then probably about a month later, we turned it off. We turned off that attack in the 90th minute to let's camp out and and hang back and just build a fence and build a wall. No pun intended for anyone that's on a political spectrum. Um, just build a wall on the back in front of Tambacus and just hope for the best. We started living on a prayer for the second half of every match, and it's bit us in the ass every time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Talking to Zach, he'll keep telling us, and he and he has been telling us that the mentality hasn't changed. That we have, he hasn't changed the style. He hasn't changed what he wanted them to do. Like he still want, like he wants to be playing aggressive, attacking football up until the very end. But you know, that being said what we see at times doesn't match that. So I don't know if it's a, if it's a mentality thing, if it's a perception thing, I don't know if Zach is seeing something different, but watching the way that we do and as frequently as we do, I just don't see that, you know, that 90 minute aggression. I don't see that 90 minute physicality. I see us be physical for minutes at a time. But I don't see us trying to to force the issue, to to be more aggressive with sides, um, like like Zach said that he wanted. So I don't know. I just I just don't know. And I think if if we can't have some sort of a physical presence against Vegas, like these guys are going to walk all over us at, at times, and. I mean, this the fourth goal here for, for Las Vegas tonight. Trejo got loose on a breakaway, and he just outran everybody. Went one on one with the keeper, went right away, went right around him, and, and notched his brace. And that's something we've seen happen to our guys because they get pushed so high up. Particularly, you know, Kalen in the middle. He just he doesn't have the pace, and he gets beat off that. So. Yeah, without the physicality there to slow guys down to to stop those attacks before they even start, like I think that could be a problem on, on Friday. Yeah, definitely. Um, then that's the one thing we need to avoid is the big breakouts that Danny Trejo is capable of. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he has speed. He's one of the probably one of the fastest guys in the league, um, and if not the fastest, probably top five for sure. And if we let him use that speed and use his skills that he has, he's going to make us barbecue chicken. Mm-hmm. He's going to set up a barbecue grill over in the midfield and just, I mean, it is Vegas, so I wouldn't be surprised if that happens anyways. Um, well, he's got the mattresses out tonight, so. Yeah, that's my point. With our luck, we'll have some kind of fucking confetti-spewing, dragon-breathing fucking great Dane or something stupid. But yeah, so if we avoid and contain Danny Trejo to not breaking out and doing what he does best, and that's getting the ball at his feet and just running with it, we should be fine. But unfortunately, our defense and midfield is suspect at times. And it winds up hurting us in the long run when we try to be a little more aggressive and we we bring up Caitlin leaving the two in the back. And then that's when they hit us right in the middle on the long streak. And then off to the races, one-on-one, 1v1 versus the keeper. Nine times out of ten, you're going to make a 1v1 versus the keeper. 
who for us do you think has the or or will be the biggest role player on Friday night? Well, it depends. So if we go to the same formation we did with San Antonio, where we had Serge up top, we had Mond. Uh, who else do we have up top on the wings? I know we had Serge, Romario, and was it Harry? I think I want. I want to say Harry played. Double checking that. I feel like it was Harry. Regardless of that. If we go with that three up top again like we did last time with Harry or with Serge, uh, whoever wants to be a striker, whether it's Mondo or Romario or whoever wants to play striker that day and whoever else is on the other end, the biggest key player is going to be the midfield. It's not going to be a one person. It's going to be a midfield team effort to where we bounce the ball around to space out the defense and get Serge in the spot to score, get our striker, whether it's Romario or Mondo in a spot to score, get Harry in a spot to cross it in to get the other ones in place. I mean, it's going to all freighter. That's who it was. Yeah. Freighter came on for Romario at the end. So um, looking at USL championship, they had it they had us listed as a three, four, three Romario surge and uh, bees get the start up top. And then your midfield was, Technically, um, Austin, Justin, Will, and Harry with a backline of Sam, Alexi, and Kalen. So yeah, so like I said, if we it doesn't really change much, anyways. So if we go with what we went with last week or two weeks ago with the three up top and whatever the midfield was and whatever we want to do with the midfield was four, four, three, or whatever the hell. Regardless of that. Um, the midfield is going to be the biggest component, whether we can a stop the attack that's coming at us and B start the attack and not put the ball at Tambacus's feet and let Las Vegas come to us. If we push to Las Vegas, we should be fine. We're a far more talented team than Las Vegas is. Um, even with the injuries that we have, we're still far more talented and we just have to play smart ball and not let Las Vegas come bully us. We got to take the ball to them and take the heat to them in order to avoid wearing ourselves down in our own half. Yeah, I agree. We've got to find a way to get the ball forward, get into positions where, uh, oh, Vegas nearly made it five. Wow, they look really good tonight. Monterey looks completely flat. Um, but yeah, we can't get caught back in our own half. We can't uh, leave the ball in areas where Vegas can be aggressive off of small mistakes or, or big mistakes. Um, we've got to get the ball forward. We have to force force the ball forward without leaving Kalen and Will or whoever's back there with him out without hanging them out to dry. If that makes any sense. Like we just, we've got to find ways to be aggressive, but not over like, like Robert said, controlled aggression. Yeah. And that's absolutely right. I mean, that's spot on. We can't leave it to Kalen to be on a one V one with another streaker coming down the side and make it two V one. Kalen's only one person. Yeah, is he is he talented? Yeah, absolutely. But no one is going to be able to stop a 2v1 versus anyone streaking towards you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's common sense, common math. I mean, you're you're focused on one person, the guy comes from your left, they pass it right there. Now you have to find a way to leave this guy alone, get back over there and hope that they don't just bounce right back to this guy for the easy in. Yeah, it's – I don't know. I just – Friday night is going to be almost a, a make-or-break moment for for both of these clubs. I mean, especially with their win tonight, Vegas is on the cusp of 
making it back into the playoff picture. Um, this win puts them on 40. We're at 43 points. A win for us would all but seal a playoff spot. Um, because our magic number currently sits at nine, uh, according to USL championship. So, but, but again, Vegas, I mean, obviously they have a, a tough road ahead. They still have three more matches against three tough opponents. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I really think that we have to have this one here. See, I like I like Robert's comment right there. Romario was very physical. Not sure he was in game shape. Uh, Las Vegas has so many moving parts. In and out, get up on them uh, early and break their spirit. They aren't a team. They aren't a team. I, I mean, 100%. They're all about themselves. Each person is trying to make their own name big. Um, but even that second part, I'm going I'm to skip over that second part for now. I will come back to it, Robert. My big part is your first part. Romario is it was a very, was very physical. Not sure he was in game shape. The problem with that comment, and I wish Jacob was here so he could hear this too. Romario's played six games now, or he's appeared in six games. Sorry, Jacob wouldn't say that he's, he's played. He's appeared in six games. Shouldn't he be game ready by now? Yeah, I mean he absolutely should. I mean, you're a professional athlete making God knows how much money to play on a lower-level division team. You Upper five, be... low six digits. Okay, so low six, upper fives. Gotcha. That's, that's my guess. That's my guess. So, yeah, so regardless, he's played a handful of games with us that he should have that game shape with him already. I mean, he, was, he should have already been in game shape when he got here. If you're physical, if you're a professional athlete and you're not signed to a club yet, you should be keeping your, your physical shape in case someone calls it in case of emergency. One of those breaking case of emergency situations where you're ready to go, regardless of whether they're playing in the freaking Rocky mountains or the, freaking pits of hell regardless you should be ready um but that's that's just my little tangent that i will forever live on because there's this four letter word that jacob doesn't like um it starts with a b and ends in a t and it's not what's on your bottom um so las vegas has so many moving parts in and out Get up on them early, break their spirit. Exactly that. I mean, if we can score too early, I think we'll be good. If we score one, then we camp out and kick back and let them try to play their game, they're going to come back and score on us again. Um, they're going to score one a tying goal on us and then probably come back and take a leading goal because that seems to be the recurring theme. Um, if we can score two and then kind of take it out a little bit, I think we should be fine doing that. But then again, somehow, some way, we will give up a 98th minute game winning third goal when they're still down 2 0 at the 85th minute. Yeah, it's. Sorry, I'm being a little harsh today. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. Like, I feel like this, I think, I feel like the match Friday is going to be very telling one way or the other. Uh, we have to come out. We have to be physical. We have to be aggressive. We have to slow down Jennings and Trejo. Uh, we have to convert our shots. We have to convert our chances, which is something that we have not done well all season long. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that have to happen that have to go away in order to get a result on Friday. And at this point, I don't know if a draw is going to be enough. Um I really don't. Um, that being said, Earl, Jacob just texted us, gave us his score prediction, and I'm assuming he has not seen the score line of the match tonight. So um, looking at Friday, knowing that we more than likely need a win on the road, what's your score line prediction for Friday? <clears throat> Hmm. 
I want to say 1-0 for who? For us. Okay. Um, that 1-0 goal will come late in the game. It mm-hmm. won't be a first half. Definitely, it won't be something early. It won't be something quick. It'll be definitely one of the subs that come on and take advantage of the of the tired legs of Las Vegas and then put one in probably about 80th minute, early 80s, late 70s. They'll put something in. Okay. Uh, 1-0, the guests from Earl. Uh, over in our group text, Jacob has predicted a 3-0 victory for New Mexico United. Um I mean, in the chat, Robert's got a 3-1 victory for United. I'm not feeling quite as confident about this one as you guys are. Uh, we've got three wins here for United. I, I'm struggling with this one. I really am. Uh, Vegas is a team that can put four up on you or they can put up zero. Um, they took it to one of the better clubs in the in the Western Conference tonight pretty convincingly um i don't know i have a hard time with this one i'm gonna say that's exactly the same boat i was in two one vegas I, I, I think I think Vegas pulls this one out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. And I hate like the fan in me wants to be a homer and say, no, we're gonna go out there, we're gonna win this one. It's gonna be a blowout because Vegas is not very good. But if if Jennings and Trejo are there, Vegas is an incredibly tough team to beat. Because they have that gives them a lot of offensive firepower, and that's exactly um, why I said one nil. Because I, I'm not confident in this match. I'm yeah. really not. One, yeah, we came off one of probably the best game we've played this entire season against San Antonio. Um, and two, we could have that kind of hangover from that match, and then not playing in 14 days, we got a lot of rust to ru- to break off. Yeah. Um, so if we don't break that rust off quick, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a long night. Um, I, like I said, one nil, not confident about that one nil though. Yeah. I honestly, this is a match that could go either way. It's going to, it's really going to come down to does Vegas have Trejo and Jennings available and can we stop them? I'm not 100% confident that we can, um, but I, I want to be wrong. I want to, us to go on the road and pick up a win and finally put to bed maybe some of the uh, of the negative talk because I know that people felt better about the San Antonio match, but we still have a long way to go. Like we really do. Like five thirty eight loves us. Five thirty eight has still has us as a ninety one, um, has us as a ninety one percent chance to make the playoffs still, but we're three points above the playoff line right now. So yeah, I don't know. I just I have a really hard time with this one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Friday night, six thirty. I think it's 6.30, right? Sure. Let me double check that real quick. Um, Friday night, ESPN Plus, ESPN Radio, 1017. 8 o'clock, sorry. It's an 8 o'clock Mountain Time match. That's going to be a late night uh, start. Yeah. I might. That sucks. I'm supposed to go to Bloomfield on Saturday morning. Ooh, that's right. Balloon Fiesta kicks off this weekend, huh? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Balloon Fiesta kicks off this weekend. Um, uh, so, yeah, Balloon Fiesta, New Mexico United. Uh, and we've got a midweek next week, too. So, yeah, Wednesday at home. Uh, LA Galaxy. That should be fun. Um, 
But yeah, before we get out of here, Earl, any final thoughts uh, on anything we've discussed this evening? No, not not really. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, you've got our scoreline predictions. Earl goes 1-0. Robert Rankin over in the chat goes 3-1. Jacob says 3-0. I said 2-1 Vegas. Friday night, 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Tune in, ESPN Plus, ESPN Radio, 1117. Uh, Robert, appreciate you being in the chat, as always. Anyone listening to this uh, on the podcast feed, appreciate you listening, uh, as you guys do each and every week. Um, we will be back next Tuesday night uh, to talk to break down the Las Vegas match and talk about LA Galaxy on Wednesday. Uh, season is winding down. we got a few matches left few very few opportunities to pick up points and secure a playoff spot remain um so until next time somos unidos you've been listening to somos mas your source for the latest news and notes on new mexico united the usl and the new mexico runners all of our shows are recorded live on tuesday nights and are streamed on our youtube facebook and twitter pages an audio only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.